Hello, and welcome to the Anti-Racist Economy with Kim Creighton. As the Anti-Racist Economist, Kim is dedicated to building a future that is supremacy, coercion, discrimination, and exploitation-free. And each episode, join Kim and myself, Erin Mills, as we discuss the intersection of current events, pop culture, and social change, ever exploring the critical dynamics of anti-racism and psychological safety in today's rapidly evolving workplace and beyond. Uh, Kim, we're here at episode 14, yes. which feels very significant, I was just saying, in our pre-production meeting. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it does. It's just like, um, okay, and we got a cadence. We, we got it. We have our, we figured out how to do it. We figured out how to record it. We, we Yeah, it's, you know, at the beginning, it's just like, okay, what is this? Now we have our voice. We know how to, like we do two back to back. So we, yep. you know, we do this, we do two hours once a month. <laughs> and, exactly. And the fact that we do every other week. So it's not, you know, and it's really working. For, yeah. I really am impressed. I, I th- This is one of the things about a podcast though. It's people have great ideas, but the consistency and it's like, can you continue to do this? And with our schedules, how we have this set up, I think we could, this could be a long-term impactful project. Agreed. I know. And and it's interesting because it really is a vulnerable process to decide Mm -hmm. you're going to not only put some put together content and we're going to be talking quite a bit about putting together art and and what that means today but but it's really vulnerable just to do it number one but then to commit to to your point to doing it on the reg like over and over and over again um never knowing like is anyone listening (laughs) we think people are listening we actually have now analytics that say people are listening right but it is it's it's quite you really have to take that leap and believe in believe in like what you're going to talk about and you know figure it out Particularly if it's not, I want to be mindful of how to say this, when it's, when the goal is to be authentic, let's put it that way, when it is not about the finery, uh, when it's not about, um, it's it's about the quality of the content and so much Mm -hmm. of what we see around us that's lost. It's not about the quality of the content. Or it's the quality of the packaging of shitty content (laughs) or quality of packaging of subpar content, or, you know, it's, it's, it's the, it's the, it's the, the, the lipstick on the pig, Mm -hmm. you know, um, so many people are running around trying to make stuff pretty that they don't make stuff deep. Ooh, that's, that's, yeah, yeah. That, and that, I cannot uh, stay on the surface for very long. That just, my brain just cannot do a lot of surface binary engagement. I was going to say conversation, but it's on every level. So it's engagement. And the fact that we've been able to figure it out and get to episode four or 14. Um, and as you said, be vulnerable, you know, be, be show up as our true selves and, and and not just show but put that on display for other people that's yeah. <laughs> right because that's bravery that's that's you know that the average person could not ex- expose themselves as we do so i'm really proud of us yeah me too me too and 
Well, I'm proud of you because of an upcoming venture that you are uh, embarking on very soon, uh, kicking off the Straight No Chaser comedy uh, tour. Uh, And that's like a huge milestone, you know, this year with the production company that you founded uh, to already be at your first show in just a, a few months time is really exciting. So I would love for our listeners to hear a bit more about what you have in store. Well, this isn't um, uh, my friend Zoe, who um, um, I met. So funny because I went back and found those journals. Good Lord, from twenty nine oh nine and ten, um, when we met at um, Second City. Uh, we were both um, doing Second City, and she, in the last year, few years of his life, was um, Dick Gregory's uh, manager and assistant. So she knows all about booking comedy events and stuff so I'm going on tour with her she's the tour is called um Dick Gregory taught me so the comedy acts will be people he mentored and so they will be um telling telling their truth because he was a truth teller right he was raw and so what she's bringing me in to do is I'm not the joke joke I'm not the comedian but I am funny um, but she's bringing me in to do what I call straight no chaser. And that's what we talked about before, the hoodnomics. Yeah. I really, I am trying to demarketize business school education and econ- conversations about e- economics. So um, on the 18th of May, uh, we I will be my first show and we'll be at Second, I'm not Second City, Lord have mercy, um, City Winery here in Atlanta. And then on June 1st and 3rd, I will be in New Orleans and my birthday's May 30th. So this is going to be like my birthday celebration. Um, do, we'll do two shows and she's doing several more. But at that point, I, I have I, I um, go my own way because I have to do my own travel because I'm getting ready to go to Europe to do the book tour and all this stuff. But this is it's so funny because I've just been and we were talking about earlier um, how even when things are good, our brains manufactures anxiety and stuff. And so I haven't been on stage in this way in years. You know, I've been on keynotes and that kind of stuff, but that's slides and da 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 da. And there's, you know, unless there's a Q&A, there's no back and forth. Um, and I, but I really want to get into, um, and I've been saying, I want to perform my work. I don't want to present my work. I want to perform my work. I am a creative at heart. And not many people in, bi- in the business economic space consider themselves creatives. And so I, I know I wouldn't want anybody talking to me about business and in, 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 in economics who was boring, who is, you know, monotone, who is, you know, all buttoned up and serious. No, my life is joyous and my work should be joyous. So I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do, but I got 10 minutes to do it on <laughs> on the 18th and we'll see it's gonna I, I believe I'm gonna um it start the show starts at eight on the 18th and I believe I will be going live on TikTok this will be my first like live kind of I've, I've played around with some stuff but this is gonna be the live first content thing that I'm gonna do um and just see you know what happens I don't know and that's that's the that's the anxious part that I've set my life up to not know. And then you get to like, Kim, you asked for this. You don't know. You asked for all these adventures and you don't know how it's going to turn out. So I'm just here for the ride. I'm just here for the ride. (laughs) And you? 
and me. What's the question? Oh, <laughs> uh, what's what? What are you up to? What you up to? What am I up to? Sorry, I was <laughs> and following. We just your talked mind. about this format. <laughs> we just talked about this format. What am I up to? And um, well, from a business perspective, it's been a very busy spring, and so it's uh, it's exciting to kind of see through. We have a few more events uh, on, in the docket here. So it's exciting to sort of see those through Mm -hmm. and I'm excited to downshift a bit for the summer. I sort of, you know, it's the macroeconomic headwinds, as they say, continue to really kind of make, I guess, just make the future uncertain for the events industry. Right. And right now I'm grappling with a lot of clientele who are kind of vacillating between in-person events and virtual events and trying to understand what delivers more ROI, but still retaining the opportunity for their teams who are now largely hybrid to connect Mm -hmm. in person, right. Or to connect, you know, in any, in any fashion. So there's a lot, like there's a lot of fallout from having worked virtually the last two years and now with the economy and layoffs happening and, you know, trying to help our clients navigate that and also just trying to, to understand what that means for us as an agency, right? Yeah. Who, who We're rooted in live event production and, I, you know. I, I totally get that because I'm at a, and I've been saying for since the end of last year, the next two years are going to be wow. And as I'm watching the quote unquote news, and I say quote unquote news because there's so much entertainment value, because uh, if it was actual news, just reporting the news, we wouldn't care about um, ratings. We wouldn't care about um, advertisers. It'd just be reporting what the fuck's happening. But we don't do that. Um, and so um, with the, there's so much, un- I know that it's going to get way worse before it gets better. And so this is something I, now that you, something I, again, woke up thinking about is how to ensure that I have what I need in case I need to just be held up in the house for a while. And I'm not saying this as a, as a, as a, um, alarmist or anything, but I'm a black woman. I live in the South (laughs) and things are getting pretty wild out there and they're going to get worse, um, between now and, um, election. Um, um, held to the end of 2024 as that, that whatever happens plays itself out. And, and I've said it before, I was made for a pandemic. And so I am trying to figure out, like you said, um, because I've shifted my whole business. If I don't get income in the next, you know, do I, what do I need to live on Mm -hmm. um, to get me through whatever the hell is coming? Because it is every day. It's something more fantastical than I could have imagined. And so, um, I would, I would, and again, it's not being alarmist, but it's somebody who, who, as someone who studies um, what's going on and who, who's committed to prioritizing the most vulnerable, I already, I I know what's coming. Um, I may not know the form it's going to take, but I know Mm -hmm. what's coming. It's going to be a lot of pain coming. Um, And I want to take advantage of the fact that I have the privilege of um, not not going anywhere, not doing anything, ordering food, whatever. I mean, I'm I'm ready to go back to pandemic things if I have to, because mm-hmm. it's gonna get wild out here. And and I and, and I know people who may be listening, maybe think hyperball, but you can't tell me yesterday um, 
just yesterday, Santos was indicted and Trump live for 70 minutes on uh, on CNN. And you can't tell me this, not, this is not the beginning of a, a, a shit show. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I know. And it's interesting as, as you're talking about, like, how do you prepare yourself, right? And your business for this. I, it's occurring to me that like, everyone's so obsessed with scale. That's all you hear. How do you mm-hmm. scale? How do you successfully scale? Why aren't we teaching businesses how to contract like how to be prepared to contract when you need to because that is like the economy let's be honest this is and nothing new exactly and that's you know? the thing that gets me like, because when people yeah. and this is why i really want to talk about people really this is one reason i want to talk about this because the economy is people it is not markets it is not housing processes prices it's not all of those things and uh we can probably talk about this more in episode 15. Um, what it is, is people making decisions for other people. Yep. And we, when we, when we dis- disconnect or extrapolate that human part out, then who do we hold accountable for those decisions? We, you can't hold the market accountable for this. You can't hold housing prices accountable for, but you can hold the people who, um, in t- 2008, who facilitated the subprime mortgage um, uh, um, catastrophe that we had, but because we because we did we extrapolate, we didn't hold those people accountable. They fucking walked away. Yep. <laughs> and so a whole bunch of I mean, right now we have the banking shit that's going on. We got all these people running to quote unquote uh, regenerative AI, which is not AI at all, but so many people are going to be losing their jobs because of that. So many, there's just, it's people still dealing with COVID. Hell, my nail tech had COVID bad two weeks ago. People are still dealing with that. People still have longer. There is so much down the pike that we are not addressing. I, I because I don't know how it's going to come. <laughs> I'm just right. trying to think about how to best position myself to ride this wave. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you have to. Yeah. You have to. And I, yeah, I agree with you. This is a great tip for, we, we plan our topics in advance <laughs> and we know that topic 15 is going to be kind of a deep dive into like what historically has happened to marginalized communities in the wake of these market swings in the wake of, and there's so much interesting data and it just shows the huge disparities. Um, so that's episode 15. So we'll get yes. more into that, but today, and um, we really want to talk about your, you know, big event project that's coming up for the end of the year. Um, and really the trigger point for that, because as our listeners know, we always have a trigger every week. And the idea is that Kim, what you articulated to me is you're not seeing what you need to see out there in terms of, of, you know, in terms of knowledge, education, events, they're not, they don't exist in the, in the fashion that you'd like to see them, right? You, they don't yes. provide the value. They're not architected the right way. They're, they're, I do not know anything that exists that is supremacy, coercion, discrimination, and exploitation free. I do mm-hmm. not know anything that, that exists that people, even though that isn't, may not, they not, may not be at that end goal, that that is even a goal that they're trying to get to. Um, so yeah, I don't see, um, 
And I'm, I keep coming across people who say they understand what, what I mean by supremacy, free coercion, free discrimination, free and exploitation, free. And then when I get in a relationship with them um, in business, it's obvious that they don't. Um, and and it, it becomes frustrating, it becomes a waste of resources. It become, it reminds me, okay, Kim, people are not where you where you need them to be. So just build this thing, sit it over in the corner, go build this other thing, sit it over in the corner so that when people are ready, um, it'll be there. But this project and in 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 December at Art Basel, uh, our our Art Basel. <laughs> We still haven't figured that one exactly. out. And you know nope. what? I don't give a damn. I think <laughs> it it's funny. It exactly. I agree. If if our listeners can want to vote, we can you can let us know which one you think. But and, and then that, <laughs> that probably won't matter to me either. So exactly. um, um and so um but I I I see art for people who don't know it, it's a internet, it's a fest, it's not even a festival. It's I see it as a as a traveling art exist, uh, creative ex- exhibitions, and it takes over the city of Miami. Um, it's in other cities. I think it's in Italy at some point in the year. Um, but it, it, what it, what it, what I want to do is less about Art Basel. Art Basel is the place that would be great for this because when I went last year, I was not necessarily impressed with the creativity I saw in the curated spaces, in the art, quote unquote, art basal spaces. What I saw there was traditional museum, um, um, fair, um, mostly white artists, um, and the few artists of color that we saw last year, they were represented by white folks. <laughs> and so they put this, they take over this um, convention center in Miami and it becomes like a huge art installation, but it was boring as fuck. It was just like so boring. And so we, me and my assistant went on a bus tour. Cause I, when I go to a city, I like to get on the little travel to see what's up there. And as we were driving around, as we were riding around, we saw other places that were in the city and we saw street art. We saw that's like, that's where the heart of the stuff is. That's where the real stuff is. So what I want to do is, is, is to bring as you said, I started the production company. I started the publishing company because I have to republish my own book. And so hopefully that'll be out by the end of the month. That's something to look forward to, but it's slow and steady. Um, and I want to bring the futurist free experience. And it's what it is, is we've, I've booked the um, Center for Black Excellence for the day on December 9th. And how I and I it's so silly but I, how I tell people it reminds me of a mullet <laughs> but yeah business up front and party in the back <laughs> so but <laughs> but in this it's two layers and so and it's a really lar- a much larger space when we virtually toured it then it that was, was unbelievable yeah because most pictures they they fuck with the perspective. So you expect it to be much smaller, but we were on a video tour. We're like, oh my God, these rooms are so much, these spaces are so much bigger. And so what I what we have downstairs 
is creative in, creative interpretations of supremacy, coercion, discrimination, and exportation free. And I will be, because we're in Florida, I will be prioritizing trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming creatives to this to to um to display their creative work. And I don't call it art because I don't, it could be a ballet dancer, it could be a singer, it could be, I don't know what it is. So I'm saying creatives. But the whole downstairs is creative. We're going to have food vendors. We're going to have beverage vendors. We're going to have a pop-ups. It's going to be just like a huge pop-ups, uh, creative pop-ups um, store, shop downstairs. Upstairs, though, is where the business takes place. And that's where I will be doing day-long um, courses or trainings or workshops. Um, still figuring out which term will. But um, about... Um, I will be, there will be a session and it, this can change. So don't hold me to it. But right now in my head, there's a session for leadership. There's going to be a session for management, people who are management, because so many folks don't no longer do management training. And so you get in these roles and you do not have a clue how to be a manager. And then there's going to be a um, same with this, with mentors, there's going to be a mentorship section. So it's going it, to, up, downstairs is for everybody. Upstairs is for entrepreneurs, business leaders, CEOs, C-level, management level, people who are interested in mentoring other people. How do you do that effectively? I'm mentoring adults because that's so much different than mentoring young people. And then <clears throat> that's going to go from 12 to 6. And then we're going to shut all that down. And there's a huge patio outside. And that's going to get set up so that about... We're still working with the calendar. So about 7, 7.30, I will be premiering my one-person show. And at this point, it's called This Shit Didn't Just Happen, uh, The Makings of, of an Anti-Racist Economist. So um, again, I, know I don't want to present my, I mean, I can, we just talked about my speaking speaker bureau is, is talking, speaking with somebody who wants me to do something. That's that stuff where people hire me to do stuff their way. <laughs> this is me, again, leaning into that creative space of how, what's what's the most entertaining, engaging um, way to talk about business and the economy with everyday folks. So that's the goal of that. And no one else is doing that. Like no one else is doing business education through creative practices, like not the, not to my knowledge, you know, and, and it, yeah, yeah, and that's what that, and that's what I think, not think, I know is my little secret sauce, my little, yeah. you know, um, and it comes in handy, and that's why I'm going, and so that's why I'm going on this tour, um, so I can get that practice, so I can start building the show that's going to come at the end of the year, so I can start I'm engaging with audiences in different ways. Because again, when I'm on the stage, I am the shit. I am there. I'm not asking for fucking people's opinion. I don't give a fuck about your opinion. I'm the expert. But here, it, I want it to be more of a conversation. Again, going back to this authentic conversations, the hopefulness and the strategic action. So that's what all of this is about. But I'm very, very excited. I'm very, very terrified. I can tell you that much because I've never done this. I don't know. But it's it's the idea that I came with and I pitched it to you and the team and everybody, no one's told me that it's, 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 it's just beyond the pale. So we're just going to figure it out. A hundred percent. Well, I'd love to dig in about in, in a, 
in a bit about what you said, first of all, like art versus creative. I love the idea of, again, because we, we're always, we pay such deliberate attention on this podcast in particular to language choices, yes. right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, art can have certain connotations, right? And, and it's a, it's, it reminds me of why I didn't finish my doctorate degree. It, mm-hmm. it, it puts limitations, it puts boundaries, it, 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 it has a different, so when people think art, they think of sculpture, painting, um, music, um, maybe, maybe dance, you know, but it could be juggling. It could be yoga. It could be, it could be, um, um, basket weaving. It could be whatever. I don't know what that is. Right. It's expression. It's expression. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And it's a part of the futures free experience. Right. And it's, as I said, it is creative interpretations of supremacy, coercion, discrimination, and exploitation free. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm glad you highlighted this because I've been really intentional about, even when I say art, artists and art, I change it like, no, I mean, creatives could be, um, I'm not a big fan of spoken word because I find that whole terminology just reductive. Um, We either write words, we speak words, we say words. I don't know why you get, I mean, you write words, you read words, you speak words. So I, that that's just me going off on a tangent. So when people <laughs> like, I'm going to spoken word, I'm like, okay, that's, okay. That's just a weird name for me. It's just portrait, but I'm not a big, I'm not a big, my attention span really can't <laughs> handle a lot of quote unquote smoke, smoking word, but I know people love it. So I don't want to be the arbiter of saying that's art, but that's not. Yeah. You know, it's creative. Right. I think creative and creativity is such an interesting platform. Because I wouldn't see myself as an artist. So that's why I'm now just embracing that I'm a creative, even though I've taken, I've been in commercials. I've done, uh, I was at Second City, um, taking classes. I was in an improv group, all of that stuff. When I got into business, it was like a delineation. That's that stuff, right? business is serious and buttoned down and da 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 That's not me. <laughs> That's not me. So I am, like you said, you've never seen it. I'm forcing these damn things together because everything in my life is integrated. It's aligned. It's, it's transparent. It's, I cannot do the compartment. I'm not a compartmentalization person. If it, it all got to be out there because first of all, my memory sucks and I can't remember no shit that, that if it ain't all connected, it don't make sense to me. So this is my, and I have a lot of, I have a lot of shit to say. I've seen a lot of shit. I've written a book. This stuff isn't in the book. This yeah. is the stuff that I observe. This is the stuff that I see that I want to have start having, because I can't have a conversation in the book. It, it, it introduces people to the topic, but it doesn't get us to the, we need to build alternatives mm-hmm. without the, without the, getting in the mess and getting, you know, and figuring out what this, what this should look like. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's super interesting to you because even thinking back to like childhood and going to art class and like art as an elective and, you know, that's probably the safest space that I, that I felt Mm -hmm. psychologically. Mm -hmm. And because in art, we were taught individuality, right. And, 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 and very few rules, particularly exactly. when you're young. It yes. was just do, just do. do. Yes. Whatever. It wasn't yes. graded. It wasn't evaluated. It nope. wasn't 
you weren't, you know, it didn't go towards your GPA. It was just no, exactly. Yeah. It was subjective. It was like you show up, you do the work, you get credit, and no one now. And, and I can't say that that's the case. As you obviously advance in, you know, art curriculum, but. But at that fundamental level, it was just like, you know, you show up and you do it now. But think about how often that doesn't happen anymore. That was a part of, I mean, I think, and I don't, and I may be going off on a tangent, but this reminds me of how you and I play, but your children don't play like we did. We could just go outside and, and, and just ride our bike. I mean, we were literally, I know I was literally told only come in to eat, to go to the bathroom and get some water. You need to be outside. I was outside from the time I woke up, ate breakfast, and I didn't come in until later. Same. <laughs> and then my parents had no idea where I was, but they exactly. knew I was safe. They knew I was safe. I had my bicycle. I had a dollar to spend at the at the local gas station on a treat. Like yep. that was all I needed. Yep. Yep. And I, and so that's where that's what this is for me. It is it is looking for those those those. Again, as I said before, I don't know what's going to happen in, in, in the next few years. So I'm just trying to throw everything I have at it so that I have some stuff established when the, sh- when the shit finally hits the fan. Yeah. When, when the shit finally hits the fan, I have enough business credit. I have enough clients. I have enough, because um, um, I, I want to take this, uh, this, this uh, Futures Free Experience on the road. So I have bo- whatever it is that I'm spending. Th- that's that's the main thing. I'm, I'm spending this time. I keep telling people the next two years are going to be wild until we get to the end of 2024. Um, there, things are going to be wild. And I've been saying like 2022 was the year to get your shit together. Well, 2020 was a year to reflect. If you didn't reflect when you was in shutdown, I don't know what to tell you. Um, 2021 was to heal from that shit because so much was like, what the hell is going on? Should I go outside? Can I go? I don't want to go outside. It was a whole bunch of just like the trauma of 2020 was 2021. (laughs) 2022 was, okay, get your shit together because 2024 about to be wild. And so for me, it is, as I said before in in another conversation, when I look, think of, Steve Bannon talking about the the fourth turning. I think that's Turing or something. And he talks about there are people here to create and there are people here to destroy. He's very much in the destroy category. But what these destroyers don't understand is because we're in a reciprocal relationship, if they weren't destroying, there would be no need for me to create. But I cannot create on what they destroyed. They have to destroy themselves so that we can create and we can, and our stuff can't be infected because if they're here, it's going to be infected because it's the same soil. So we need to, they need to be, the, and they're going to do it themselves. They, we don't have to do anything. Right. We see it right now. There's, and, and because of this, that's why I'm saying it's going to be wild because they get more extreme. It's, it's getting, it, it, it's the stuff that they could hide in the, in the shadows can't be hidden anymore. And so now everything is just going to get extreme, extreme 10 X, 10 X as you said before, they're about to scale this at a, at a, at a, in a way that is, it's, if we're not mindful, uh, <laughs> depending on who wins, the United States is going to look very different in coming 2025. And, and so what I'm, I'm trying to do and also model for other people. As you said, sometimes you have to contract. Sometimes you, have, you need to know. I know I've been thinking about this since 2021, definitely 2022. What do I need to do to get to that thing? Now, 
my whole life upended in January and I've had to say, you know, had to, but it's all been for good because if I did not need to leave my publisher, I wouldn't have created this new business. I was going to, but it was always, it was on the back burner. It wasn't happening yet. So it brought this to the fore. And without that, I wouldn't have thought about this thing in our basil. So, um, so it all makes sense. It all jives. It all goes together. But again, I'm trying to model what needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm just popped in my head. It reminds me of, I, I remember, I don't know the name of this story because we're talking about kids where it was like the one grasshopper um, um, harvested his stuff and got was ready to get through a winter and the other grasshopper didn't do anything. And then when the winter came, they didn't have anything. That's what I'm trying to get the most vulnerable to think about. Yeah. Because when the shit hits the fan, you're we're going to be the ones who are most impacted, the most harmed. And so it's now we we see it as a blessing. We have a year and a half to 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 really work to get this stuff. So I'm trying to get as many people to to, to, to when you talk about words matter to use this new language to 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 all this stuff so that when we come on the other side of this, because again, the only way out is through, and that's my whole we can't we have to go through this we have to it's sad so many people are going to be harmed but we have to go through this to get to the other side and i'm i'm trying to lead so that people can make sure they have something ready for them when they get to the other side because once we go through this this shit's gonna be wild And you want to have that comfort, that that's whatever the, the, whatever that thing is, waiting for you on the on, when we get there. So, and so some you know maybe somebody thinks I went off on you know, but it goes back to what you were saying about you're looking at your clients and they're saying, hey, I don't know, and then that makes that's making you make decisions, but you still have people to pay, you still have, you still have, you know, so it's, it's those, and this is what makes the difference between a product or service and a business. Mm-hmm. You have a business, so you're strategizing long-term. You have a product or service, all you're thinking about is, again, going back to, we were talking about everything, all the fake stuff. Yeah. You're trying to put all this pretty shit, and when I, and when I purchase it, when I come into your store, or when I, whatever, I open it up and it's bullshit because you spent so much time buying into the the narrative that what it looks like is more important than what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you took, fun, you took form over function. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, and I mean the nature of any successful business. I mean the one constant is change, right? Yes. And and to your point, the only constant is change. And to your point, the only way out is through it. I love that you say that because I say that a lot. And once you get through, there will be another through. And I want to stop you because that sure. that's what I want to try to get to, because that's what you yeah. were talking about before. Yeah. That the economy ebbs and flows. And, and for some reason in business, we want to keep acting. I mean, we can see it in tech. All they saw was for years that things were going up. At some point, shit has to come down. That's just life. Yep. And it's fundamental, it's fundamental economics. It's fundamental. It's not even that. It's politics. It's everything. Yes. I mean, has anyone read a history book? Like, has anyone? <laughs> but seriously, 
this like, is I the mean, go- this is the gilded age. We've been here before. Yeah, exactly. When I'm, when I'm watching, when I'm watching what DeSantis is doing in Florida, go watch Kim Burns' um, prohibition. We've been here before. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So, so, so you just have to be strategic. You have to understand, and that's and- why tension without strategy is chaos. 100%. And that's what's about to happen because there is no strategy with what, because they're, 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 the strategy they've hidden for years is being exposed. They have no strategy for this. They right. don't, so they're just like, it's like a baby just throwing shit. No strategy. And not to mention just a disregard for like learning. So for example, like what we talked about COVID, everyone just got bored with it. I mean, it's still there. <laughs> It could potentially come back. Like, yep. uh, like we, we there's a new variant out. Exactly. There's a new variant. Yep. Have we learned nothing? Like, like everyone just kind of been like, eh. like some websites were started to track things. iPhone was giving you notifications. Yep. You might be near somebody who could have COVID. All of a sudden, everyone's like, you know what? We're just like, we're just. The government just ended all their COVID stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, listen, I understand you, we have to move on, but there's never, yes. no one has ever stood up and said, well, here's what we learned. And in the event, this yes. happens again, uh, and like, it goes back, that goes back to my problem with, um, um, text move fast and break things because it's move fast, break things, move fast. Break. Hey, stop. What did you break? How did you break it? Who did you harm? Make amends. What did you learn? How do you, th- none of that. Right. And I see black and brown doctors on social media screaming about this because we're already the ones most impacted and now the little safeguards we had or the supports we had are are, are gone yeah. and so i still i i i i play with i mean i i went to the movies to see gardens of the galaxy it was empty with me and my friend we were fine as soon as two other people walked in i put my mask on and it was only because I understand we're going to be in this damn theater for about three hours. I don't know these motherfuckers. We're in a closed ass box. We were outside or we was air circulating. That's what we're in a closed ass box. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that is one thing I'm I'm glad about that. I feel like not that it matters, but I feel like it, mask wearing was so, somewhat nor, like normalized. Like I think people I hope people feel like hey if I want to wear a mask I want to wear a mask like I hope people but feel I live like- in a place where they were they were quote-unquote attacking and shaming people but you ain't gonna make me I, I, I'm good I got a car full of them damn things <laughs> yeah I think yeah. yeah well we digress yet again but all good stuff so let's to wrap up on art basil 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 <laughs> We're at the phase now that we're trying to figure out, okay, we've got a great construct. You have a great construct. And can I just say this to digress further, that one of the things I love about the model that you're building with this event is that it's, it can be adapted and based on where you're at the audience. So I love that you're prioritizing a certain audience in Miami for the art exhibit. And then you could go to another community and like, I I just think creative exhibit. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. create exhibit but I love the fact that you can prioritize various communities the fact that the business school on top could potentially also be kind of hyper relevant or geospecific to like an industry for example yes you know? exactly. so what we're gonna yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be hyper focused on creatives yeah 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 a hundred percent so so because that space is exploited more than I mean is exploited you know, 
Mm-hmm. Hold on, somebody, can you give me a second? Somebody was yeah, at my of course. Oh, that's why Bill, the damn Jehovah Witnesses. <laughs> Relentless. I was wondering why Bill is upstairs screaming. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, take that out, Felipe, or whatever. But, no worries. Um, I'm going to note the time code is around 1047. So I'll let him know yeah. uh, about 47. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's that. <sighs> there's so much I don't see that I want to see. There's so much. Again, when you embrace the guiding principles, tech is not neutral nor apolitical. Um, Intention without strategy is chaos. Um, um, Lack of inclusion is a risk and increasingly a crisis management um, issue. And you must prioritize the the most vulnerable. When that becomes your way of life, that becomes your way of life. Yeah. And that's when I know when people say they get it and they don't, because I'm like, I, what I, the guiding principles are demonstrated. I can, I need to see your, I don't want to hear it. I want to see your behavior. That's why it is a consistent demonstrated in all caps, anti-racist practice. Yeah. Well, yeah, there's a big difference between getting it and doing it. Yes. Yep. But that's also the difference between, I don't even say they get it. There's a difference between um, getting information. That's one level. That's the, that's the Google. When people say Google it, that's getting information. That doesn't make you more knowledgeable. You got to do something with that information to become knowledgeable. So that's step two. And then the, the, the final step, which I, what I hope is, is wisdom and that's action. Most folks get stuck at information. And that's why I had to go to business school because that's all I saw. That was not helping. Nothing about what people were telling me was helping me gain the knowledge or the wisdom that I have now about business and the economy. And so as we were talking about the upstairs, it becomes, I really want to, this is the creatives are very, that goes back to the anti-racist Hollywood. Creatives Mm -hmm. are foundationally exploited. <laughs> um, you just look at um, um, the coercion, just, just, I mean, the writer's strike that's on right now. They, businesses, Netflix and all of them have been taking advantage, been able to take advantage of the technology, right? Mm-hmm. For streaming and whatever. But again, when you only think about shareholder versus stakeholder value, the first person in the first role in that stakeholder value that matters are people who work for you. hundred percent. You know, what's been interesting to see too, is how far reaching the reverberations are from that strike. So for example, I was just on a phone call with a partner of ours that we work with our production company. They do filming and they do promos. They do a lot of promos for television shows and they're not working right now mm-hmm. because the shows are paused. And so there's no need to promote the shows. And so again, the reverberations are great. However, this particular group, they stand in solidarity because mm-hmm. their work is a they're a beneficiary of the creatives exactly. right so they're standing in solidarity so they're literally taking a 
fiscal hit, like a financial hit, but they're standing in solidarity with their Because kids. that's what it requires. It requires community. It does. We, we don't have the power. And so only way we can leverage any of it, wiggle it out, is, is to come in masses. Mm -hmm. And that is why the acceleration is happening because more people, regardless of how they're trying to cut off education, People are going to get the information and turn it into in knowledge and turn it into wisdom. And it's happening at an exponential. That, that's Now, that's the shit that's scaling. Yeah. The, the strategic ignorance isn't scaling anymore. So you don't have people, um, like I say, the difference between willful ignorance is coming across something and refusing to, 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 to acknowledge its existence, right? Mm -hmm. Strategic ignorance is ensuring that you never have to come across anything that requires you to not acknowledge its existence. There's so many strategically uh, um, ignorant people out here. And I had to make that distinction because so much of this work is, oh, they're just asking questions or you're doing this work, it's your responsibility. Nope. Mm -mm. that's why you have to come at me at a different, you got to be at a certain level for me to have a conversation with you. And that base level is, is your desire to, to see a future that is supremacy, coercion, discrimination, and exploitation free. That's not your base. Then there's nothing I can talk to you about. Well, let's talk about how folks, we're, folks can get involved in the art basel because um, we started talking about it and we, we want to figure out we're going to need a lot of support to pull mm -hmm. it off. We're going to need sponsors. We're going to obviously need the creatives themselves. How do we get the word out? How do we properly connect with the right community to, to be showcased at this event, right? How do we get our pulse on the audience and invite the right people who could most benefit from the event? So there's a lot to do now that we've ironed out the construct, yeah. right? And so, so yeah, so we, so we have a planning meeting coming up. Um, so One that's exciting. And so yeah. I want to, and you just hit something because this is one of the one of the challenges I have because that sound what you just said sounds simple like oh just do this that and other, it's more challenging for me because I could say I could give you an email address right, I can't allow my email to be open up to everybody because I get such sometimes very triggering messages, so what I'm gonna have to probably do is create a form. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that folks can, um, that we can choose, we can say, hey, are you, what are you interested in volunteering or interested in doing? Yep. And you select that with your information. And that form goes to a white dude who actually is his job to, to read those, to make sure that they're safe for me to read. That I'm saying this because I need folks to understand what the process is. Because mm -hmm. people will have comments about why you didn't do, why you did it. And for a lot of people, it is easy to say, okay, when people say, what's your call to action, blah, 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 blah. There's so much I have to think about before I even say who's the most vulnerable. Is it going to be me or is it going to be somebody else? If it's going to be somebody else, how do I make sure they protect it? Da, da, da. All of these things I have to do before I even put a, plan, a call to action in place. So what I can say is by the time they get this, oh no, this will be, um, I would say um, it'll be on my link tree. <laughs> mm -hmm. And what I'll do is put the link tree um, in the episode, yep. um, the episode description. description. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's great. And it also available on your socials for yes, anyone my, who follows. That, uh, my link tree, mm -hmm. it's link tree. The future is free. And so um, you can always find it, but that's where I believe that's the safest place for everybody involved. <laughs> 
to to I don't yeah I don't like people I can't have I cannot have people just come showing up in my um, emails. Mm-hmm. I like that you highlighted. Well, I dislike it because I it's I'm sorry that you have to go through that and that you have to, to that you have to give so much thought to that because of you know the systemic oppression that exists just in business practices. Like mm-hmm. it like you said, it should be as simple as like here's the process for like <laughs> when you want to establish a call to action and how people can respond. But it's not. And it I remember something that you said to me that was so eye-opening when you said, Aaron, when I open an email, there is so much that goes into just dissecting it. And how do I want to respond? Because I, you know, I don't feel safe to psych to to respond, you know, in a way I have I because I know that I'm responding to someone. I, like I'm putting, I'm probably putting words in your mouth. But well, basically, basically what I said, you yeah. don't know how much time and effort, time and effort. It takes for a black woman to write an email to white folks. Yeah. I don't do that anymore. Cause I could get, I have no fucks to give, but the average ask any black woman, how long it takes. No, don't, never mind, Don't do that. Cause y'all will do that. Um, just trust me that we don't aren't afforded just to send an email with what our thoughts are. It is always filtered through, oh, she angry that y'all read a whole bunch of shit in there. If it's just, yes, the word just, yes. Why didn't you just say that? That was it. Anything we do, anything that the most vulnerable does in relationship or engaging with the most privileged comes at a cost. Just to be in spaces with y'all. So it requires, and this is one, another reason I want to get folks talking about because so many of us go out with the notion that, oh, if I just sit at the table, no, 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 no. You got to sit at the table which, with very clear boundaries about what it means for you to sit at that table. Even when people say, oh, well, I don't need to sit at the table. I bring my own chair or I bring build my own table. At some point, Somebody more privileged than you will come sit in that shit at the table and fuck everything up. And you got to have a contingency plan for that. Okay, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Let's talk about joy. What's, what, what's, what's joyful for you? So speaking of creative, my son, who's six years old, performed in his first play last night. <gasps> hmm Yeah. Is that one of the twins or the oldest one? One of the twins. So oh. this is... This is my son, Sawyer. And I noticed last year he was taking all of his figures and his characters and starting these very elaborate productions with his toys. And, you know, and he'd set up like a scene and he would start doing these things. Then that sort of evolved to him wanting to perform for us, putting on a costume, doing a oh show. Oh my God, I remember that time. Oh yeah. my God. <laughs> yes. so, it, so, so eventually I, I said, and I found this program and I said, do you want to do this for real? You want to try this out? And so he took this acting class and it's a really neat program. They, the, the kids, it's all ages. It was like six to 12. Mm-hmm. Every child gets an equitable role in terms of the amount of stage time and speaking. A lot of it is group performances. So you can kind of feed off of each other's lines. Yeah. And he did awesome. And Kim, he was so nervous. It was, it was, it's heartbreaking because, you know, he was excited, but he was so nervous all week and he kept saying, I don't think I can do it. I'm not going to be able to do it. And I have butterflies. I said, that's so normal. It's okay. Yes. And he did and it. And that emergency he... pee right before you go on, but there's nothing there, <laughs> but your body says you're about to pee on yourself. 
Oh, poor guy. I mean, he was, he was so, and this is my, like, he was so nervous that he couldn't even have his after school snack. Like this, he was really out of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But he did it and he, he was so precious and he, he nailed it. He did such a great job and it was such a positive, like affirming experience for him. And it was so cool to have the family there to support him and his twin in the audience. So excited for him and his older brother. And then some of our family members had like an ice cream party afterwards. And it was just, and his teacher came, his kindergarten teacher came to see him. It was joyful. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I love to hear it. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Oh, and what about you? Yeah. For me. Uh, I, um, Mother's Day is coming up Sunday and my aunt, mom, um, is like another mother to me, but it's my dad's sister. And I, um, we have land, um, in, in South Georgia, in rules, Georgia, excuse me. And I went down there a few weeks ago, last weekend, the weekend before last, whatever, um, because my uncle came down and we had some work to do on the house and stuff like that. And I had gotten these Birkenstocks um, um, and she and I wear the same size and she's having problems with her feet. And so I had her try, you know, I was like, oh, just try these on because we've always shared shoes. And she was like, oh, these are really nice. So I surprised her and got them for Mother's Day and they showed up yesterday at our house. And I immediately called uh, because they said it was delivered. I was like, okay, that box you just got, it's for me. Because I knew she would be like, I didn't order nothing. What the What is this? <laughs> and so she opened it. She's like, oh my God, thank you so much. This is so sweet. And it was just a simple gift because, uh, and so she sent me a picture today with her, have, with, with her, with them on. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. That's so, and I am a huge Birkenstock. I have about six pair. Yeah. I'm obsessed. Yeah. It's all I wear. I, I, I wear Birkenstock so much. I can't even wear clothes sneakers anymore. My feet got so wide, you know, I never put, I can't have that on my foot. I yeah. really like to have my, yes. I want the future to be free and I want my feet to be free. Like exactly. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, I have four pair actually. So I'm right behind you. And oh, yeah. so this is her first pair. She's like, I never thought I would get a pair of these. And so she sent me a picture with them on today. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It's those little things. Those it is. Yeah. And I like because this work, the work we do is so, and the future I see can be so heavy. But I'm I, I'm a silly, joyful, hopeful person. And that's why I had to shift everything. And so if I was still doing cause of scene, these little moments, I wouldn't see the beauty in them. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, just to, just to, um, for her to be like, oh. <laughs> it was, it's so special. It is so special. And again, speaking of modeling, I love that you can model that like you're finding joy in moments that the moments have always been there, but yes. you're now able to appreciate them. And like, that is, I think very hopeful for all of us who try to go out there, fight the good fight, make mistakes, know, know that the only way out is through, but it's, it is the journey and you have to be able to find joy along the road as many troubles as you face. Like I mean, you just, I just, I just I, and we can end on this because I'd look at the folks who are causing harm right now. Elon Musk, Trump, 
George Santos, Marjorie Tinder Green. Um, you, I mean, this is just political kind of, and you know, all these, these tech bros, none of these motherfuckers seem happy. I looked and when, when Elon bought Twitter, I said very clearly, this man at the time he was the world's wealthiest and still could not buy peace. He bought something so he could become the world's most annoying troll. Think about that. You got 10 kids. You got four, five businesses. You can't find shit else to do with your time. <laughs> I know I could. I just get, I mean, you get high. You ain't enjoying that either. <laughs> I know. That don't matter. your <laughs> But yeah, so that is, that, that's why, because we, we do, how often do we beat the time we beat ourselves up for making a mistake, but don't sit and revel in the joy or a great opportunity that happened to us. We, we, we go by that real quick, but we'll spend days on a mistake we made. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing that shit anymore. Amen. So that, I'll say. We are laying the foundation for a future that is hopeful, authentic, and strategic in action. Will you join us? <laughs>